You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. My name is Evan Silver, and here we focus on leadership, culture, and building a team. This podcast was created to serve you so you can serve others. Greetings, podcast pals. Picture this, you, me, and a conversation that's about to be more exciting than a roller coaster ride. Sorry, I went on chat GPT and just typed in, hey, what are some podcast intros? And that's what I got. So I was like, let's just hit record and say it. Very cheesy. But I've got my wife, Erin, back on the podcast. We're going to be talking about working with your spouse. Have you ever gotten this question before, Erin? All the time. And what do you, how do you start that conversation with a salon owner? It's like, Hey, I'm thinking about bringing my, my husband on. How do you start that conversation? Well, normally they ask me the question and I just tell them that it's the most wonderful thing that we've ever done together and that we don't ever argue. We don't ever fight. It is just pure bliss, right? Perfect. Yeah. And that's usually where you end the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. No, we get that question all the time. And I mean, do you ever get asked that question? Yes. They're always, I feel like it comes in a a question of my husband is doing X, Y, and Z. He possibly, what would it look like if he came on to the salon? They're basically, basically like, what do you do? Like, are we, we got to find something for him to do <laughs> because he might be in uh, contracting or something like that. And they're like, well, he can't just come in and fix stuff all the time. So I think there's definitely got to be a purpose. You can't just bring somebody on to bring somebody on. There's definitely got to be a purpose. So let's talk about our story real quick of how I came onto the salon. I think early on, I was always there was always going to be a time where I thought that I would come work in the salon and I thought it would be years and years down the road. But in 2018, it just came, I just came home one night and was like, Hey, what if I came to work at the salon and you were behind the chair and you came to me and said, you're kind of, you're just kind of maxed out. Like being behind the chair and hiring and doing payroll and doing leading culture meetings everything else so tell everyone how that was at that moment and what into 2017 early 2018 well yes you're right i was behind the chair well let me go even further back in 2016 do you remember when we were in the charleston harbor sitting on a houseboat because that's just what we did before kids. We would go on two and three day trips just on a whim. And we had rented this really cool houseboat right in the harbor. And we're sitting on on top of that little deck area. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. And our desire was to start a family. And we dealt with infertility for a long time. And so that was just really hard. And we said, well, if we're if we don't have a positive pregnancy test, by that trip, we were going to take the foster care paperwork with us. We're going to fill it out and we we're just going to do it. So I just remember being on the top of that boat. Do you remember 
Do you, you don't remember this at all? Well, we filled out like bukus of paperwork. I mean, it was just insane. So when I think about that and I think about I was behind the chair five days a week. We were about to venture into foster care, which if you are a foster parent, that's just a whole other, you know, ball game because it is just nonstop with visits and, you know, inspections and getting your house ready and, you know, all the things. And you don't know when you're going to get a kid and or you don't know when you're going to get that phone call. So anyway, a few months later, we got our daughter and totally rocked our worlds. And I was still working behind the chair. Six months later, we got our son. I was still working five days a week behind the chair. And fast forward to we knew we were going to get to adopt our, our both of our kids in 2018. And that was kind of when this moment kind of really came up, right? Yeah. In 2018, I was working for our church and Aaron would come in I would be gone all day on Sunday and I would see Erin come in with the stroller with two kids and then she would go grocery shopping afterwards. And I just thought like, man, I, I just, I don't know long-term, I don't want to be gone all day on a Sunday. What's the best thing for me as a dad and a husband and coming onto the salon, I'm going to ask Erin if she says, if she doesn't laugh, I'm going to take that as a yes. So long story short, we had to change our our lifestyle to bring me on. And I worked that job for six months so that I could save up the our my my salary to stash away so we would have a little what do you call it? Nest egg. Nest egg. So if something went south, we had some money. I think that's kind of important to note when people ask, like, you know, should my husband come on board or or, you know, my husband's thinking about stepping away from his full-time job. It's not something that we took lightly or that we did without a ton of planning. All right. So I got a question for you. How do you maintain a balance between your personal and professional lives when working together? Are there any boundaries you've ex- established? Well, let me say this. You don't have a personal life and you don't have a professional life. You have a life where you go to work and where you come home. There's not, they're not two separate lives. I don't know why everybody in culture, we paint this balance. Well, to piggyback off of this, we heard this today at the conference, and I guess I'm time stamping this podcast, so sorry. But we heard this at the conference, and basically he, he said that life is like a, like a seesaw. It's meant to go up and down. It's not meant to be balanced. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is exactly what not I I didn't have the words to describe it that way, but it wouldn't be fun to be on a seesaw if it was perfectly balanced all the time. Yeah, I think culture has like this professional life is like what sucks the energy out of you and your personal life is what fills you up. So you got to balance that out. So if you go to work, you're not drained. And when you come home, like you have enough to fill you up. And I, I just, it's just so ridiculous. Like we both enjoy working. We both make our kids a priority. We both make time for dinners at our house, spend time with our kids and we both work our tails off and it, it's, it is doable. We have work in the, we live in the culture where it's like 
anti-work. It, you know, it's taking time away and we work so we can provide a great life for our family. Now, I will also say this too. I will say, I'm going to be very kind of transparent, but over the holidays, I just, Evan and I, we were talking and I was like, I need our house to be just straightened up, like all the time. (laughs) Evan, would you agree that that was a very like big topic of conversation? But it's for that reason, because if your house is chaotic, your life is chaotic. If your house is not straight, I mean, you don't come into your home and you're not ready to relax with your family, especially if you work as much as me and Evan do. It's not like a badge of honor by any stretch, but it's just where we are in the season of life. And so I will say that is probably a hot tip when you you are an entrepreneur, you work with your spouse, you have kids, they've got their activities, you have got to have a clean house. You've got to. You've got to make your bed in the morning. You've got to make sure you're sweeping, vacuuming every day. You've you've got to do those things so that you could do more of what you love. Yeah. Successful people do different things. And I think that was something that helped us be successful, change our mindset. One of the boundaries, we don't have like strict boundaries. We, I mean, there's times where like you, you pull out your computer at night and you're doing things, but there's always communication. You're like, Hey, I need to do payroll or Hey, I need to build something for marketing and vice versa. The only thing that we establish boundaries is, and it's just in communication. There's times where you'll come to me and want to talk about business at night. And I'm just like, Hey babe, I'm tapped out. It's like, can we talk about this some other time and vice versa? And that's really helped. And we've never been like, well, we got to talk about this or no, let's talk about it now. We've never really forced someone like forced us into a work conversation when we're at home. Some other boundaries that, that I've established is, and it serves our family is I live, I leave work pretty religiously at 4 PM every day to go pick up the kids because they got freaking swim and karate and everything else. So that's something I do that serves you because there's things that you need to do at work. And I, and I look at my work day as like, it ends at 4 PM. So if I can't get things done before 4 PM, then I'm not managing my time. Well, is there anything else you want to add to that? Nope. All right. Well, let's, let's pick one of these other questions. Let's see. Randomly. Let's just see. How do you handle decision-making, especially in situations where you may have differing opinions on a particular matter? Well, we'll skip that one because we always have the same opinion. (laughs) If you know Aaron and I, like we are oil and water. We are so different. We think different. It's just so funny because most relationships, you marry someone who's completely opposite of you. Because if I married someone like me, it would be exhausting. So, it, I mean, we always have different, I don't say always, never say always and never, which I said never, you get what I'm saying, but we differ all the time. I'm the dreamer. I'm, oh, ex- like we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. You're very analytical. You're looking at the numbers and you want to do the things that I'm dreaming of, but you're looking at the numbers being like, 
yep, can't do that this month or let's set or let's save. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand the mic over to you on how we handle decision-making when we have differing opinions. Well, I don't think this is super easy for us to be honest, because I think as different as we are, we're both very stubborn and set in our ways. And would you agree? Yeah, but everybody is stubborn and set in their ways. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, this happened the other day. You were talking about an event we're about to do, and you're like, Erin, I know production, and this is my side of the street. And honestly, I mean, hopefully you felt this, but I kind of had this, like, realization. I'm like, you know what? He does know production. Yeah, you're right. Now, it doesn't always go that way. But one thing I think we we do is we don't, especially when it's something serious, obviously when we're joking around, we'll do it in front of staff, but we never disagree and argue in front of staff. It makes them feel so awkward. So do not do that in front of your staff. Well, I think our staff are very smart and I think that we might try and hide it if we are having a disagreement. But they always know. I mean, it's like Sammy was telling us, she's like, oh, mom and dad are fighting again. And I'm like, Sammy, like, we're not fighting. We're good. You know, like, it's just kind of a running joke. But it, like, I, I get what you're saying. There's, I guess, we don't ever have any knockdown drag out fights. And I could 110% believe that that happens all the time in businesses and um, organizations where husband and wife work together or think about like, you know, siblings that work together or father and son or mother and daughter. I bet that happens all the time. Yeah. You throw family in there. It's definitely going to get uh, awkward. One thing that we do is, and I've got this piece of advice years and years ago, never speak negative about your spouse. Never. It's, guys, I'm talking to you. Never speak negative about your wife in front of your guy friends. It's not, it's, it's not what we should be doing as husbands. And so wives, I'll say the same thing to you. Always speak about your husband in a positive light, even though sometimes it's hard. <laughs> let's see. Let's go. Let's pick one more question. In what ways has working together strengthened your relationship? And are there any challenges you've had to overcome in the process? So in what ways has working together strengthened our relationship? Because you were not in the salon world, you know, for the large majority of our marriage, once you came into the salon, I feel like you just understood me a little bit more. So I definitely feel like that was a strength for sure. And then I also, from kind of my perspective looking to you, I was like, okay, like it was really cool to see you jump in, be a student. And I just gained a lot of respect, especially those first several years when you really just were like, hey, I'm, I'm bottom of the totem pole. You guys know way more than I do. And like, remember you saying that a lot of times to our, our stylist and our team, like just the way that you came in and you just, you did the dirty work, you did the grunt work, you worked front desk for like, what, six or eight months, something like that until Sammy came on board. Well, I think some other things that have strengthened our relationship is going back to what you said, 
if you're a salon owner right now and you're listening to this and your spouse thinks you just go to work and just cut hair and sling color and drink margaritas, um, say amen if you think your spouse says, I can't hear you, but probably felt good. And if you're in public and you said it, they're probably like, what are they listening to? I didn't know how hard it was in the salon. I was like, well, it can't be that hard. I mean, you're only working like six hours, but you're on your feet. You're active. You are acting the whole time. And I think us going to work together, coming home together, you know, we still say, hey, how was your day? But it's different. We get to work out issues. We spend a lot of time together. Now when we're at work. I mean, we sometimes we don't see each other a lot at work. But I think it strengthened our relationship because we're both, we both have a common goal and it's not like I'm setting off in my career and doing that thing. And you're doing, we're both doing the same thing and have a common goal, but any challenges that we've had to overcome in the process, I think for me, I had to overcome a lot of pride because you're a brilliant mind and I just have to let your when it comes to analytical and spreadsheets and stuff like that, I don't like, I don't handle any of that. A, I don't, that's not my go-to. So I'm very thankful that you have, I have to trust in you and just be okay. That's your side of the street. I'm trusting you. And you know, Hey, do you want to go over numbers? I'm like, sure, let's go under, but you've got it. I think in the, the first part coming in, when I came in, I came in guns blazing. Like, let's change this. Let's change that. Let's do this and let's do that. And I just had to swallow my pride. She knows what she's doing and I need to fall in line side by side with you and lead the company. And sometimes I, I feel like I step out one foot in front of you sometimes. And I'm like, nope, I just need to swallow my pride, get back in line with you because that's when our company runs the best. What challenges do you think we've overcome? in the process in the past. I will say for anybody that has, especially the female stylist, I guess, that's owned her salon for a while, wanting her husband to come on board. I think we talk about this a lot. And I just, I like to remind, this is not, some, I guess, this is not something we struggle with anymore. But when Evan first came on board, our team, they thought Evan like hung the moon. Would you agree? Yeah. I do hang the moon. Yeah. So, and I think that that was really hard for me because I've been doing it with just me and our team for so long. And then Evan comes on board and he came on board because I don't have margin. And so it's not like I had any like margin to be a part of the changes he was making other than be a participant. But I had, I mean, it was just one of those things where I had, I, I guess I had to get over a lot of pride too, that Evan is brilliant in his own right too. I was just telling you at dinner tonight, like his ability to produce content for our company with video work and editing. And like, that is so valuable that he doesn't even realize how valuable that is for a company. Most companies have to outsource that. They, can, they can't do that. So I, I, I definitely, I, I would just caution the female entrepreneurs that want to bring their husband on. It's like, look, your husband's going to do things differently and your team's probably going to think he hung the moon for a while. So you just got to be okay with that. But, but we don't struggle with that anymore. 
Nope. And here's another thing I say with, if you bring, you're looking to bring your spouse on, they should bring a ton of opportunity and momentum to the company. I would not bring on a spouse that's just going to sit in the office and not engage with the staff. Like that's going to be, that's going to be not going to be moving the company forward. Would you hire your spouse if they would, if they were not your spouse to work in the company? That's what I would look at it from. And they should come in. If that does happen, your spouse needs to come in and they need to serve your team. Don't. And that's one thing I'm, I was kind of forced into because I had to go and work front desk. That wasn't the plan, but I had to get in the trenches with our staff. And that was the best thing that could have happened. That's not what I had planned, but it's definitely the best thing that happened. Yeah. And I definitely think, you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, I do the financial side of our company, but I think that's really, really important to, you know, think about would you hire your spouse if they weren't your spouse? So that's number one. And then number two, just making sure that there is a financial target that you are you are aiming to hit so that you can balance out that extra salary or that extra set of income and having a set target of revenue, set target on time, you know, all the things that you need to make sure you have in place or a plan in place to achieve that. We're going to wrap it up there. If you have any questions about working with your spouse or bringing your spouse on, hit me up on Instagram at evansilver.co or you can email me evan at evansilver.co. You guys have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Connect with me on social media and my website by searching evansilver.co. That's evansilver.co. If this episode impacted you, please leave a review and share it on all social media. Thanks for tuning in.